God we serve. And we've come into this sanctuary today, this first Sunday of 2021, and we intend to worship you. Our intention is to worship and magnify you. Let this be the beginning of a great year of worship and praise and loving you with everything that's within us, I pray. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord. It's good to see all of you. I say with Pastor Greg, it's good to see everybody here in the house of the Lord. We have several guests, and we're welcoming you. It's a blast from the past. Grew up together. They could probably tell you some things, but don't ask them. And of course, the man. It's good to see you all. God bless you. And my dad. I'm happy to have my dad. Sister Myers had Austin with her this morning. Thank God. It's good. Bodyguard. That's right. All right. I'd like for my dad to come on up, and we're going to get behind him and help him preach. You agree? He's been preaching a few years. A few years, and uh, he didn't really need this, but I'm going to help him up here anyway. He'll take it. I say this not because he's here. You heard me say it. He and my mother were the greatest Christians I've ever known. Still are the greatest Christians I've ever known. And and I'm so appreciative to be raised in a home like I was raised in. Not everybody is so fortunate. Raised in a, in a good godly home. Love Jesus. And uh, and preach the gospel. Preach this truth. And never gave in or, 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 or gave or went down or any or backwards or anything stood firm give out well he's still giving out it's just not the way he's talking about it but we welcome him would you stand would you stand one more time would you pat your hands together and welcome the anointing that my dad brings to this pulpit I want to, I'd probably quit right now. <laughs> Praise God. Well, the Lord is good. Praise God. You know, I, I've got my, this is a ticket to get in the store. Uh, you don't have to worry about me giving it to you. You can't, I can't give it to you, and you can't give it to me because I've already had it. <laughs> Praise God. So, so if I stick my hand out toward you, you can shake my hand and not be afraid of me. Praise God. Isn't God good? Praise the Lord. You, you may be seated. I'm going to, someone said I'm going to talk before I say, before I, where I'm going to, what I'm going to say. But I, I do want to leave with you this morning. something from the word of the Lord. Praise God. I was up north and preached my uh, son David last Sunday morning. Uh, Brother Huey came in and he shook my hand and said, we're glad to have you. And he knew I'd had the COVID. And he said, well, did it affect you uh, anyway? And I said, well, a few things. Uh, he said, I'm talking about mental I said, well, we'll see here in a few minutes because I'm going to preach or try at least. 
he said it must have been up here at this time of year. So, so uh, whatever we, whatever, whatever this morning, God has been good to me, and uh, I, I don't really don't understand all of the fuss. My son's making, and my daughter-in-law, she's been taking care of me, and uh, just act like I'm a visitor. <laughs> Praise God. But I'm, I'm just glad to be in the house of the Lord. Praise God. I'm glad to be in the house of the Lord. God has been good to me. Praise the name of the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. I, I want to get started on the word of the Lord. Please, I can uh, give you uh, a word, maybe something that will bless your life. Uh, I'm going to read from Genesis chapter, chapter 12. Chapter 12, verse uh, 7, I believe. And the Lord appeared unto Abraham and said, Unto thy seed will I give this land. And there built he an altar unto the Lord who appeared unto him. I'd like for you to notice that Abraham was known for building altars. And if you got troubles today... One thing that will help is just build an altar. Praise God. Find a place to pray. And he removed from thence unto, the, unto a mountain on the east of Bethel and pitched his tent. Having Bethel, I'd like for you to notice he pitched his tent. Having Bethel on the west and Aaron on the east. And there he built an altar unto the Lord and called on the name of of the Lord. And he journeyed going on toward the south, and there was a famine in the land. I'm turning over to Second uh, Samuel, Second Samuel, verse uh, chapter six, verse seventeen. And they brought the ark of the Lord and set it in his place in the midst of the tabernacle of David that David had pitched for it, what, for it. And David offered burnt offerings and peace offerings before the Lord. And I'm, uh, I'm turning to 1 Chronicles, 1 Chronicles, chapter 15, verse 1. And David made him, uh, made him houses in the city of David, and prepared a place for the ark of God and pitched a tent for it. I, I don't know if you have my title up there or not. My title this morning, Are You Living in a Tent or a Tabernacle? Are You Living in a Tent or a Tabernacle? And I, I'm going to go to the uh, 11th chapter of the, book, of the book of Hebrews and read uh, from chapter 11. Uh, I'm going to begin at... Verse 8. Thank you, brother. Pray. By faith, Noah, Noah, let's go down to verse 8. By faith, Abraham, when he was called to go out into a place which he should afterward receive for an inheritance, obeyed. He went out not knowing where he went. By faith, he sojourned in the land of promise, as in a strange country, 
dwelling in tabernacles with Isaac and Jacob, heirs with him of the same promise. I'd like for you to notice in the New Testament, it said he dwelt in tabernacles. For he looked for a city which hath foundations, whose builder and maker is God. Through faith also Sarah. I'm going to skip Sarah there. I have nothing against the women, but I just want to get through the reading here. They're all, they all died in faith, not having received the promise, but having seen them afar off and were persuaded of them and embraced them and confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims on earth. For they, say, for they that say such things declare plainly that they seek a country, and truly if they had been mindful of the comfort, country from whence they came out, they might have had opportunity to have returned. But now they desire a better country, that is a heavenly. Wherefore God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he hath prepared for them a city. Thank the Lord. Lord Jesus, we need your help today. Speak to us, Lord. Let us hear, hear your voice. We ask in the name of the Lord and for the glory of God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. You may be seated. Well, if, uh, if you saw me staggering there in reading, I, I, I'm 87 years old. Praise God. And uh, God has been good to me, brought me from a long way off. And I'm going to just skip around here this morning and see if we can to the tabernacle, and if you uh, having problems like uh, Abraham did, he, he came to Haran, and there he found the, the Canaanites. Uh, he went from there to a, uh, to a drought, to, and if you have problems today, the answer is just lift your eyes up a little bit and start looking for a city. And you'll find that city in uh, Revelation chapter 21. It talks about the beauty of the city. Praise God. But you can't live in a tent all your life and uh, live in a city. I, I announced my, my thought to, uh, I was in company with uh, some of my children, grandchildren, the ministers, and I said the New Testament doesn't have the word tent in it. And, uh, of course, you, you know we live in a day of fact checkers. Praise God. You better check the fact checker because uh, we don't know who the fact checkers are. And sometimes they can lean the facts to fit their ideas. And I, I, th I thought of that. About the word of the Lord, you know, that, and then I thought to remind them that's the King James version. They checked me in another version, and it uh, did have a tent in it. Uh, but uh, I, I can prove to you, you, you better check with the fact checkers. And you know, the real fact checker is up that way. Praise God. Praise God. If you really want to know, if you really want to go to heaven, you're not going to go by accident. You're going to go because you want to very much. Praise God. You're not going to stagger into heaven and, and, and make it just because 
uh, because there's no place else to go. There's another place to go, and you don't want to go there. Praise God. So it, it, uh, it's good to check the, the Word of God. In fact, I can even prove that by, um, by the Bible. Uh, Jesus told Peter, said, launch out into the deep. He had taught for a while. And he said, Peter, launch out into the deep and let down the nets. And, uh, and this is, you can find this in Luke. I'm not going to turn to read, but you can find this in the book of Luke. And Peter said, well, you, you know, Lord, we fished all night and haven't taken anything. Nevertheless, at your word, I will let down the net. You see any difference in that? I quoted it. Uh, the difference was, he said, let down the nets, N-E-T-S. And Peter said, I'll let down a net. And he did. He let down a net. And the Bible said he encountered so great a uh, fish that it broke the net. And, you know, one, one letter, one letter in that made Peter fall down on his knees and cry out, Lord, depart from me, for I'm a sinful man. Praise God. I, I'm sorry I didn't call names here this morning because I knew I would get mixed. Uh, uh, I'm so glad to see uh, uh, Sharon. Is this Sharon? All right. And her sister, Sandy. Praise God. Uh, for a long time, I probably baptized them both. Praise God. Uh, and some other folks here I baptized. We love you all. God's been good to me. And I, I just hope some way we can get across the, the importance. Jesus said the word of God is so important that man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. That's the reason I went over this fact-checking thing. Uh, you might ought to go to the, uh, to the Word of God. I'm not trying to sell uh, King James Bibles, but I, I'm trying to get folks to heaven. We've we, we got to get there. We've got to make it by the grace and help of God. Praise the name of the Lord. But uh, so I, after finding that and, and wondering why, what, what did Peter fall down on his knees for? Well, he didn't obey the Lord. He, he he halfway obeyed, but he didn't really obey him. So I thought I'll check and see if this ever happens again. And over in John chapter 21, uh, Jesus is standing on the shore, and he said, fellas, cast the net on the right side of the ship. And they put the net on the right side of the ship, and the Bible tells us they had uh, 153 great fish. And he said they dragged the net. You know, if you're ever going to break the net, you'll break the net when you drag it. And they dragged it, and yet it goes on and makes this little byline there that says, and yet the net didn't break. Praise God. Uh, you say, what, what are you saying, preacher? I, I, I'm saying we need to check with the word of God. Praise God. We need to know who Jesus is. We need to understand him. We need to uh, ask for the word of the Lord. Importance. It's important. Uh, are you living in a tent or a tabernacle? You know what made the difference? When I checked this out, I looked in the New Testament. There, there wasn't a mention of a tent. And I looked back in the Old Testament, and there wasn't a mention of Abraham dwelling in a tabernacle. You know what made the difference? Faith in God. Praise God. In the, in the New Testament, it says he lived in a tabernacle. 
And if we really, uh, you know, you can, you can tell me too much about uh, tent living because I, you know, when you think about a tent, you probably think about vacation or, or going out of town or overnight situation. I, I lived in a tent uh, one time for about 13 months, and it's a dark, dismal place. Praise God. And it doesn't, it doesn't have any windows in it. And if you're living in a tent, you, you know, uh, some folks are satisfied uh, to live in a tent all their life. But what really makes the difference between a tent and a tabernacle uh, is God with it. In fact, uh, the other reference, I saw tabernacle was mentioned many times in the Old Testament. But it's always the tabernacle and the wilderness where God dwells. And, and if you want to, if you want to uh, move out of the tent into a tabernacle, just get God on your ship. Praise God. Ask God to live in your life. Ask God, would you just somehow come into my heart? I speak to my heart. Uh, it, it's a depressive thing just to live uh, in a tent. All, in fact, the first uh, remembrance of a tent living, I had traveled nearly all night in, in Korea, and they let us out up close to the lines, and uh, they said, don't lay down. Don't, uh, don't lay down. Uh, it was nearly morning anyway. Uh, said, your feet might freeze, seven below zero. And I thought, this is, this is going to be terrible. This is going to be a terrible place to live. I've got to stay here at least 13 months, 16 months. Uh, but after a while, you know, they, they moved. We had a little, a uh, few uh, things that was a little better than just a dirt floor. Uh, we did have a wood floor. We had uh, lights, electric lights, but they go out at a certain time. Uh, so I, I know something about living uh, in a tent. I know something about uh, living in a tent as far as, the, uh, as far as my life is concerned. When I came to the Lord, uh, when I came to know the Lord, I, I grew up in a Pentecostal church, and I, I'd heard them shout and speak in tongues, and I've even heard folks laugh in the Holy Ghost. Uh, you know, some folks get uh, uh, detoured on some of these things, but the Holy Ghost brings joy in your life. But I, I had heard this all of my life, and... I thought, well, uh, when I get the Holy Ghost, I'll just be happy all the time, you know, just, you know, always smiling, always happy, always beautiful, you know, always beautiful. But I, I found out I, when I really got the Holy Ghost, uh, I, I didn't get all that joy, you know. I got the joy, but uh, there's problems came, and, and I thought, what? Man, and you know what? The devil jumped right in there and said, you didn't get it. And I believed him. It depends on whose voice you, you believe. The devil probably told you you didn't get it. Praise God. He's going to tell you a lie the next time he talks to you because the Bible says he's a liar from the beginning. But if you really, uh, really get God in, in your life, uh, things change. In fact, uh, I lived in a day, and, and I've seen uh, folks uh, who put on the happy front uh, in fact, uh, I, I lived, in fact, if, I, if Elvis was living, he'd be exactly the same year I am, same age I am. He'd be 87 years old. Didn't end so well. Uh, Marilyn Monroe came and entertained us uh, in Korea, and I, I didn't go. Uh, it didn't end so well there. Of course, some more that you know uh, today, uh, simply because of material things, and the good things of life doesn't really bring the joy of the Lord. The joy of the Lord is my strength. Praise God. 
if there's, uh, if, if you lost the joy, and I'm not trying to criticize anybody uh, this morning. If you've lost the joy, you can get it back. Praise God. You, you, know, you know what the Bible says, ask and you shall receive, seek and you shall find, knock and it'll be open to you. If you really ask the Lord, uh, you know, I, I've had to do that a few times. I've had to ask the Lord, where would the joy go? You know, I, I've gone through a few problems in my life. I, I've hurt a few times and, and I've asked God, Lord, where's, where's that joy you speak? But you know, many times I turn to the word of God and find the joy, find the peace of God, find the help that I needed. <clears throat> In the word of the Lord. And I'm recommending to you uh, today, not just to put on a happy front, but ask the Lord. It's all right to ask the Lord to fill me with the Holy Ghost again. I need, I need you to just pour your spirit out in my life. I need your spirit in my life. It, it, getting the Holy Ghost didn't solve all of my problems. Uh, it, it, didn't, it didn't stop everything. In fact, uh, in fact uh, uh, it, it didn't solve all of Abraham's problems to go to Canaan's land. Because I read to you just a little bit of it, just wanted you to get uh, an idea. When he got to Haran, uh, the Canaanites were there. Now, God told Moses that they're going to be there, and you're going to have to drive them out. You know what the Canaanites are? That's uh, in, in our day, the Holy Ghost, that's the envy and hate. And, and those things. you're going to have to drive those things. After you get the Holy Ghost, uh, you, you can't hold uh, a grudge in your heart. <clears throat> if you really want to keep the joy of the Lord, uh, you've got to ask the Lord, Lord, would you forgive me of this? And you might even have to go to somebody and say, would you forgive me of this? To really get clear. To really get it clear so you'd have the joy of the Lord in your life. I don't know what you want, but I want Jesus in my life. Praise God. Because when, uh, when uh, they, they set the tabernacle, David's tabernacle was mentioned in the Old Testament. But first it says David pitched a tent for him. But when they set the ark, and it said they set it in the tabernacle. Praise God. Are you living in a tent or a tabernacle? When I uh, found out that the church and the Holy Ghost didn't solve all of my problems, you know, uh, I, I didn't know too much about the world. I didn't know the darkness of the world. I never, God never delivered me from alcohol or, or, or any of those habits. I, I, I never had them. And so uh, when I'd get down in my spirit, uh, I let the devil tell me, you, you just didn't get it. You know, my wife, Freddie, uh, when she got the Holy Ghost, she, uh, she said she couldn't speak in another language until she got home. I said, well, I, I, didn't, I didn't get it like that. I, I had to promise God I'll live for you all the days of my life. And, and, and you know, uh, the Lord has helped me. Praise God. I don't claim to be any shining saint, but I can tell you, God has given me the joy of the Lord. Praise God. He'll give it to you. He'll give it to you. He'll give it to you. In fact, I can tell that you have it. Some of you have it. Maybe some of you are in a problem today. You, just, you need to ask God, Lord, would you just come and dwell in my life? I want you in my heart. I want to find the peace of God. I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to tell you, you, you may not have to have, you have these kind of things to go to heaven, but I'm, I'm just going to tell you a few things that uh, I, I think that every once in a while the enemy gives me a test, or I got a test, maybe it came from God, got a test, but a few years, uh, several years ago, I was going to be put to sleep, and you know, that, that kind of scares you sometimes, you might not wake up, 
And so I, I felt that fear. But <clears throat> on the way there, I asked the Lord, Lord, I, I need your joy. I need your peace. And you know, right before they put me to sleep, God gave me peace. Peace. Praise God. We came, we was driving home back to, from uh, Minden to Spring Hill, and, and I told my wife, I said, you know what? God, give me peace. God gave me peace when I really needed that peace. I said, I, I, I was talking about death. I said, I, I looked that booger straight in the face and said, I'm not afraid of you. Praise God. Praise God. It, it's, it's a beautiful thing uh, when we can uh, really have the peace of God. And, and then uh, several years later, 15 years ago or so, I heard the word cancer. And uh, I, I remember where I was standing when I heard that word. And I remember the joy that God gave me. Now, I'm not telling you if you don't have this, you're lost. I'm just saying that it's there for you if you'll go after it. If you'll ask God, Lord, I, I need the peace of God just to live for the Lord. You, you really need the peace of God just, just to live for him. Are, are you living in a tent? Are, are, you, are, are you living in a tabernacle? You know, a tabernacle is a place where God dwells. Tabernacle is a place where, where God is. I try, I, you, you know, I, I try, really, I, I try every day to get in step with the Spirit of the Lord. Praise God. I was in the Army, and uh, if you get out of step, uh, somebody's going to step on your heels. Praise God. You know what to do when you get out of step? Just make a half step. I, I used to demonstrate that, but I, I might get down on the floor here today. <laughs> If I try to give you a half step, uh, but uh, it's not so far. It's it's not so. You, you know, I, I I think about the Holy Ghost, uh, the Holy Ghost. I, I you know, uh, I borrowed my daughter's GPS when GPS first came out, and uh, that thing was amazing. She said it, and and I was going to some place in Mississippi, and every turn, it was exactly right. Uh, it knew where to turn. I told my wife, of course, this shows my ignorance. I told my wife, I said, I, I'm going to try to lose that thing. <laughs> I started out through Mississippi, and uh, I drove, and he said, make a U-turn, make a U-turn, make a U-turn. I, I ignored it. And after a while, I said, turn, turn right, make a right turn, make a right turn. So I ignored it. And it went on for a while, and finally I followed it. You know what? It got me right back to where I was going. And if you listen, the Holy Ghost. Now, the Holy Ghost is not going to scold you and say, what are you doing out here anyway? Uh, the Holy Ghost is going to say, make a U-turn. Turn right. Turn right. If you, want to get, if you want to get right, turn right. Ask God. Lord, I, I want to be right. And no sense of me going through all of this. Uh, preaching for 50 years. I, I pastored a church for almost 50 years. There's no need of that. And winding up on that day and hear him say, uh, I never knew you. I never knew you. There is a possibility of that, you know. Uh, the Bible said uh, that uh, uh, he said that some that should have known him said they knew him. I never knew you. They said, uh, we've cast out devils in your knees. He said, Sorry. I didn't know you. Praise God. I got to know him. I got to know him. I got to know him. I got to know the Lord. Praise God. 
I got to get acquainted with him. And, and I've only got one, uh, one chance, one I'll try at it. But I've got to get acquainted to the Lord. I, I don't want to just look the part. I don't want to just preach the word and get there someday and find out that, well, I was just making a living. That's all it was to it. I want to know him. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. And more than that, I want you to know him. Praise God. The reason you're here today, the reason you, you, you didn't just come to see me. You, you, you come to church week after week because there's something on the inside that says, I want to know him. I've got to find him. Praise God. If in the presence of the Lord, if you just listen to the Lord, he's going to tell you what to do. Spirit of the Lord is going to tell you what to do. I, I've, I've got to know him. I've got to get acquainted with the Lord Jesus and not fail uh, to know him. No greater joy just to know the Lord. Praise God. Cancer. Uh, I, it's a joy that I, I never really understood, but God gave me a joy at that point, and he helped me through it. I took the treatment, uh, but the Lord took me through it. And, and man can help. He can patch you up. But God can heal. God can heal. Praise the name of the Lord. And not too long ago, they had, uh, my son David came down from, from Albion. And he was headed to Houston. Stopped by to uh, stay a day or two. And we, we went out in my truck and spent the day pretty well in the truck. And he, he was coughing. And, uh, and after a while, he said, he said, he said you know what? I'm hurt. I'm hurting like everything. I, I, he said, "I'm hurting." I said, "Well, we better take you over here to urgent care and find out what's the matter." And we did. He tested positive, so uh, I knew I had a good chance. So a few days, a few nights later, I uh, had the chills, and I, so I, I went, got tested, and I tested positive. You know, being 87 years old. You're in the high-risk area. They already told you about that. You, you know that. But I, I, I asked the Lord, praise God. In fact, being 87 might have helped some of it because after you get 87 years old, you know you're going to die. Praise God. There ain't no doubt about that. Praise God. I, you know, I think about buying a car every once in a while. Five years, we know, you know where that puts me. Praise God. So I just try to drive the car of God. Praise God. Just, uh, just keep the joy of the Lord. Ask the Lord. But you know what? God did give me peace. And, and they gave me a shot. They asked me, gave me an alternative when they, when they found out that you want to take this uh, uh, steroid shot. I said, I'll take everything you got. I'll take anything, <laughs> anything you got because I know where I am. And uh, so I took the shot. And, and the next morning, man, I was feeling good. <laughs> And I, you, know, I, you like to blame everything on the on God or the devil, one. So, uh, but I, I was feeling so good, I thought maybe the Lord. And then I thought, no, that's not the Lord particularly. That's that uh, steroid shot. <laughs> Praise God. And, and honestly, I, I, I did. I felt better through it than I did before I got there. Uh, but the, the thing that I thank God for is that God did give me peace. Peace of God that passes 
understanding. Praise God. And the good thing about it, good thing about it, I can't give it to you. But you've got to go to the one that can. He can give it to you. Praise God. And if I was you and I was here today and I didn't have, have that assurance, I, I'd ask for it every, every time I woke up in the morning. Every time I went to bed at night, I'd say, Lord, I, I need your spirit in my life. Praise God, because uh, the Spirit of the Lord makes a difference in your life. I, I don't care what anybody says. The Spirit of the Lord makes a difference in, in your life. Just thank you, Jesus, for, uh, uh, for the Holy Ghost. That, that don't get you out of all of the troubles. In fact, uh, in fact Peter told us that you're going to have the same troubles. And this is, uh, this is a trammel uh, version. The same troubles that the world has. Uh, Peter says you're going to go through that. Praise God. So you're not going to get exempt from the, from the world you live in. But there is a peace of God. There is a peace of God that, that uh, passes understanding. And, and I, I, I want to I, I know. I, I want to know the Lord. I want to get acquainted with him. More than anything in my life, I ask the Lord, help me to know you. Help me to get acquainted with you. I've got to get acquainted with the Lord because... In fact, I got down on my knees uh, the other day and asked the Lord, Lord, what can I say? He said, well, you might tell them how to decorate a tabernacle. You, you know, after you get the Holy Ghost, and, I, and I've already told you it's not going to solve all your problems. Uh, uh, Romans 14, 17, 17, 14 says the kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. Praise God. That's what, the, that's what it is. And then uh, in Luke chapter 17, the, the kingdom of God is within you. So if you want the peace of God, if you want the peace of God, you've got to get it on the inside. You've got to go to the giver, the giver of life. Praise God. And he's here. The Lord is here today to give it to you. If you're hungry for it and, and you want God in your life, Jesus is here today. Uh, you know, some folks are satisfied just to live in that old dark uh, dungeon of a tent. But uh, Peter also, Second, uh, second Peter, uh, first chapter, uh, verses 3 to 8, tells us what to add to your life, to, to have the, add to your faith virtue and to virtue knowledge and to knowledge temperance and to temperance godliness and brotherly love. Uh, you, you know, we need to add those things. If you really want to live a peaceful life, uh, you've you got to add those things. You, you can't go around with a hateful spirit if you really uh, want the Lord to dwell in your life. You, you can't keep a grudge in your heart. You, you need to ask the Lord, Lord, I, 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 this is something I don't need. I, I need the peace of God, the peace of God that passes understanding. And, and if you have that, if you'll, ask, if you'll add that, he said, you'll neither be barren nor unfruitful if you add these things to your life. Praise God. Praise God. And you know what will help you to add them? Just come to the house of God and ask the uh, Lord, would you touch the minister to help him to preach the word? You know what the word does? It washes our, our thoughts and it washes our mind. It uh, uh, gets inside of us and it, it doesn't bring that uh, unkindness that, that the world has. Uh, today there there is a there is a difference between a, a person who's really really wants to please God. Praise I I, I, don't, I don't feel good when I got anger in my heart. Praise God. The Bible says, "Let not the sun go down on your wrath." 
Praise God. He said, how do you do that? Well, you, uh, that's the reason Jesus came. He came so he could forgive you. If you've got a problem, he can handle it. If you really go to him in sincerity and say, Lord, would you help me with this situation? I promise you, God's more interested in helping you than you are in getting help. Praise God. That's, this is the reason, you, you know, your salvation is the reason Jesus came. He, he didn't come to make you happy all the time. Jesus never came to just make you happy. And I'm, I'm not against happiness. I, uh, I thank God for uh, happiness. But happiness is uh, what happens to you. But joy is, uh, can be on the inside. Praise God. You can have the joy and, and be uh, in, in a bad situation uh, sometimes. Praise God. You may have to work at it a while. You may have to ask the Lord for a while. But God can give you peace no matter what the situation is in your life. Praise God. Praise God. Yes, he can. He, he can give you peace right where you're sitting today. Uh, God can give you the peace of God that passes the understanding. And, and I, I asked the Lord if he'd do that this morning. I asked the Lord, Lord, would you just look down and help, help this old preacher uh, say something uh, that may be good for somebody that may be able to take a hold of it and say, I, I, I can live that. I, I can live for the Lord because he gives me help. He gives me grace. And, and, and if you ask him, he said, if you ask, you'll receive. If you seek, you'll find. If you knock, it'll be open unto you. And, and so if you're suffering with uh, something today that's give, agitating your mind and your heart, why don't we just ask God? It, it might, he might do what the GPS said. He might say, make a U-turn, or he might say, make a right turn, uh, or he might say, uh, just ask for it and 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 you'll receive it uh, in fact I, I think one reason that i am in the church today I, I got in the church when i was 15 and i think the reason that god's helped me is i came for the right thing you know uh, a lot of folks want, want god just to be happy in fact that's kind of what i thought when i was young i'd heard these folks testify i'd heard them shout and and all of this, and, and I, I just wanted to be happy all the time. That's, that was worth the, the effort. But when I found out that that wasn't it, I came to the Lord for salvation. Save me. I'm lost. And when you really realize that you're lost and you, go, you begin to seek for the right thing, you, you, uh, you're getting in tune with God because that's the reason he came. That's the reason he came. That's the reason he came. He came to die on the cross. He came to... Lay down his life so you could have life and have it more abundant. It's a challenge. It's, uh, living for God is a challenge. Every day of your life, you, you, have, a, you, you have many challenges uh, in life. How, how do you react? You, you know, first we learn how to act. Then we have to learn how to react. We learn how to act, and then we have to learn how to take the, uh, take the jabs or whatever comes and say, Lord, by your help and grace. Praise God. You know what Abraham did when he saw the Canaanite and when it came a drought? Uh, when he saw, in fact, I may have read it. It went on and said he, he saw it. He embraced it. He took a hold of it. And if I can do nothing else this morning, I'd like for you to just see it. Just see it. You know, just see it. Just get a hold of it and, and say, I, I can see it. And it's a great challenge to, to live for God every day of our life. Just ask God, would you somehow help me to, uh, to get in that place that I can live for you 
every day of my life. I'm not asking you, Lord. I, I, I my marriage wasn't breaking. I, I wasn't I, on dope or alcohol. I didn't have to ask. But, but I'm going to tell you this. You can be there, and God will still get you out. God will help you. Praise God. It's not, uh, you don't have to be in all of those things to find God, but you can find God no matter where you are. And, and I found out in Mississippi that GPS could find me no matter where I was. Praise God. Still amazes me that you can be downtown St. Louis with a thousand cars around you, and they probably got on the same thing, and it'll tell you where to go. It'll tell you how to turn, tell you how to make the next turn in life. And, and if you really want to live for God, if you really want to live for God, in fact, I said, I got down on my knees and asked the Lord. He said, well, tell him how to decorate uh, the tabernacle. If, if you feel like you're living in a tent uh, and you've, you've already touched God, you have God in, in your life, ask him, Lord, how can I live for you? What can I add to my life that might make it better, uh, that might make my life better? How can I add? He said, add love. Look at the world. Look at the world and say, I can love you, wrinkles and all. Praise God. Warts and all. Just like you are. You don't have to change. You know, Jesus uh, didn't tell me, look, you, you got to change. I, I knew that, I, I, but I couldn't change. And, and you can't change without the help of the Lord. But if you ask him, he will make a way somehow. Praise God. He will make a way somehow. Praise God, no matter what life offers. And, and I, I realize that I, I'm before some folks that have suffered some things in life, but he will make a way. You're here today because he's made a way. Praise God, because he's made a way. And, and I thank God for that. I, I just appreciate the, the goodness of the Lord. And somehow or another, uh, help me uh, to uh, not just paint a picture of a tent and, and a tabernacle, but I'd like for you to know, Apostle Paul said, your body is a temple of the Lord. Peter called his body a tabernacle. He said, I'm, I'm about to lay aside this tabernacle, and uh, I, I know enough to know that it won't be too long till I put this tabernacle aside, but I'm glad that I invited the Lord Jesus in my life. Lord, I need thee. Praise God. I need you in my life. I need you to direct my life. I need you. Praise God. The Lord is here. The, the presence of the Lord is here right now. And it may be, it may be just a change. You know, uh, nothing, nothing so great changed in my life. But God put something in there that when I went to Korea, uh, you know, I, really what I did to get to the Lord, I, I was telling the Lord, Lord, if you wait to get, I uh, get out of high school, I'll live for you, you know. And God took his spirit away from me. And, and brother, you don't want to be in that place. Uh, that, that was the most horrendous place. I promised God at that time, Lord, if you speak to me one more time, I'll live for you all my life. Praise God. And by the grace of God, I can say I've never wanted to go back. Never. I don't want to go back. I don't want to go back there. I promised God. I made a promise to God. I'll live for you all of my life. And, and, and you know what? I, I find out the things the devil tell me. You didn't get it. You didn't. Uh, you, you know what? That caused me to pray when I was in Korea. That caused me to pray when I was on a ship going over. Christmas Day, 1953, I was on a, a, a ship going to Korea. 
But I went out on the deck and talked to God. Praise God. Talk to God. Lord, I, I need you. I need you. I need you more than I need anything else in my life. And I'm, I'm here to tell you today, uh, some 70 years later, God has never failed me. Never failed me. And I can tell you he won't fail you if you ask ask him. Praise God. Abraham uh, it said he, he went on south, and if you notice, he built an altar. But one, uh, one place, he said he came back to the place, to Bethel, where he built an altar. You know, every once in a while, we need to go back to that altar and say, Oh, God, I, I want you to renew your spirit in my life. Praise God. Just give me that joy that somehow you gave when I asked you for it many years ago. And, and I promise you, in fact, it, it was a notice there. I read it, but we probably passed it too quick. He said, Abraham went to a certain mountain. Abraham was always looking up, always looking up. When, when you get up against a problem that uh, you think you're not going to make it, just lift your eyes a little bit. I remember when I was a little fella, my grandfather uh, owned a farm that the railroad run through it. And uh, I uh, would walk the railroad, uh, uh, the railroad, the iron, the metal, what do you call it, the rail, the rail, yeah. Uh, I'd walk the rail. But you, you know what? You couldn't do that looking down. If you would, you'd lift up your eyes and look down the way I could walk the, the rail. So if you're here today and, and you just lift up your eyes a little, Abraham, when he saw, he said they didn't receive the promise. Uh, and, and another thing it says, he said if they had wanted to go back, they might have had opportunity. I, I believe every once in a while God will let you, let you out. If, if you, there's pretty well guarantee on his uh, church and his will. If you want out, he gave them opportunity. But you know what Abraham said uh, when his servant uh, was going to get a wife uh, for Isaac. He said, uh, in case, uh, you know, I'm, I'm going to go down to Laban's house. And in case she won't come, what do I do? Do I take him back down there? He said, by no means. You know what that says to me? Abraham made some mistakes. But he never went back. He never just turned around and said, I, I, keep your eyes uh, on the, lift up your eyes and look. Jesus one time told his disciples when he talked to a woman at the well, she didn't have such a good reputation, uh, told, uh, he was talking to this lady about the living water, and his disciples came and said, uh, he said he didn't want to eat, and they said, do you think somebody's brought him something? I, I think they come as near accusing him at this place as any place in his life, and uh, that you think somebody's brought him food? He said, I have food to eat that you know not of, and then he said, Get your eyes off of the lady. Lift up your eyes and look on the fields. They're white already to harvest. There's some more folks around here that need God. There's other folks here that want to know him. Just get your eyes uh, off of that. Get your eyes off of the problem of the church and, and, uh, and, uh, and look at some good saint that's living for God. Some, I saw Brother Barnes said, if you want to raise corn, don't uh, go to a man that's got his sacks on the fence. So. If you really want to live for God, don't just look at somebody that, uh, that's not making it. Look at somebody that's got it. Praise God. I want to make it. 
I want to make it, Sister Kim. Praise God. I, I want to make all the way home uh, by the grace and help of God. I'm going to make it. I believe he's going to make it. <laughs> I believe we're going to make it. Amen. 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 Uh, I, I think he knows this, but if you look up here in front, this old altar, I've had people ask me, why do you have such a nice building and you have an old uh, raggedy looking altar kind of covered up? Yeah. Uh, 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 in fact, the rocks on the side here came from one of the first altars my dad built out in the woods in Arkansas. Him and Brother Barnes built altars near each other. A few years ago, he went back and found those. 72 years ago, he built an altar out of, out of rocks. And right here are some rocks from that altar. The other altar's 60 years old. He built that in Festus, Missouri. And I can tell you, I got the Holy Ghost at that altar 55 years ago. All of his kids prayed at this altar. Let me tell you something. If you'll build an altar, if you'll build your altar, it's a good chance that you're going to bring your children with you. There's a good chance if you'll stay at the altar, if you'll remain at the altar and pray at the altar, if you'll make it a daily habit, there's a good chance you're going to take your children to heaven with you. And that's what it's all about. Yeah, I want to take my kids with me to heaven. Amen. Amen. And we're closer than we know, folks. We are closer than we know. Not just in age, but Jesus is coming pretty soon. And the old, the old world's not getting any better. It's getting worse, in fact. And, and uh, the signs of the time are everywhere. We're, we've got to be prepared. If we've ever been prepared in our life, we need to be prepared now because it's, it's coming. coming. He's coming soon. He's coming soon. 